Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new and, dare I say, very special episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by CornNation.com, hosted on JitteryMonkey.com, part of the Jittery Monkey family of podcasts. My name is Greg Mahochko, and joining us from the Great White North, uh, south of that, uh, just somewhere in Minnesota, is John Dam Johnston, our fearless leader at Coronation. John, how are you, sir? Oh, it's a beautiful wintry night in February where there's been more snow and ever in the history of mankind ever so you're loving it oh it's it's gorgeous fantastic do i do i sound excited you are perhaps overselling it <clears throat> yeah you know i i this about this time of year winter gets a little bit long uh mostly because uh i don't know i have a bad attitude toward it anymore and i shouldn't have that because i live in it you know what i mean I I'm the same way. I you know have the I, I can't say that I have the complete control of of where I live, but you know I'm sure if we as a family chose to move to a warmer climate, we could. But you know families here, my folks, her folks, and you know cousins and you know siblings, things like that are all in this area. So here we are, Illinois. It is what it is. You know what? You know what? The, 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 I I don't. I love the snow. I really do. Well, you're it's insane. when it. Wait, I mean, we do this snow ice thing, but the worst part about the snow right now is when you're sitting in your car at an intersection and you're trying to see and you can't see because there's freaking massive piles of snow at the intersection. You're like, ah, screw it, I'm going. You know, and and you're just going, you know, like, ah, just smash into me. I really don't give a shit anymore. Well, you know what they say, fortune favors the bold. I heard that somewhere. I think we talked about that, what was it, last week? Two weeks ago? No. Oh, fine. Be that way. Maybe it was a different show of mine. Maybe it was my other podcast. What do I know? We are thrilled. Speaking of winter, speaking of being cold, we are thrilled. We don't always have guests as in, you know, as as far as outside of the Coronation contributor family, but we are, uh, dare I say, downright tickled to have one of the assistant coaches. Quit laughing, John. Uh, He's one of the assistant coaches of the Nebraska uh, Men's Hockey Club. And uh, we're, we're going to talk a little puck this week on the Five Heart Podcast as we're joined by Reed Fuller. Reed, welcome to the Five Heart Podcast. Hey, thanks, Greg. Appreciate you having me. Looking forward to this. Did, did I say it right? Uh, talk a little puck? Talk a little puck. It works for me. Fantastic. Uh, I, I hope you are as well-versed on uh, hockey movies as me because I, I, I'm a blues fan in that I like to pay attention right about now you know, as, as we get going towards the uh, NHL playoffs, uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. But uh, but I've seen Miracle. I've seen all the Mighty Duck movies. Uh, of Myst- course. Mystery Alaska, uh, which we're going to talk about later in the show as well. Uh, so, you know, the, the big ones. I, I'm sure there are other hockey movies. You'd, you'd probably be more aware. There's only one hockey movie. Uh-oh. Wasn't that a slap shot with a handsome brother? <laughs> handsome the brothers, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, John, you live. Come in, on, man! You live in Minnesota. I, th- I thought you would have at least gone with uh, Miracle. Uh, but uh, you know, it's nice, and you know, 
let's go. I'm for the gritty. I mean, you know, I, that's a really nice, it's a beautiful story. It really is. And Herb Brooks, you know, is on the radio. Well, he was on the radio up here a lot. And uh, it's a great story, but, I mean, Slapshot captures the game. Well, Reed, as you as you could probably tell, just you know, in, in listening to John for a couple of minutes, I don't think Miracle has enough profanity for John. Yeah, I, it sounds like you're kind of an old school hockey guy, John. So I, I can see that. I mean, in Miracle, we've heard the story for years, and it, it's a happy ending. But you know, I, I kind of lean with John. Uh, Slapshot is is much more of an entertaining piece, I think, than Miracle. Miracle is the feel good story. I love it. Go USA! But uh, I'm going to stick with Slapshot if, if I were to rank. I actually have one I'd put above that, um, but we'll, we'll stick with Slapshot for now. So, Well, you do have my attention. What's the <laughs> See, he's, already, he's already on my side. That's what he's saying. <laughs> well, I'm going I'm to throw Youngblood out there. Young Rob Lowe back in the day playing Canadian Junior and just getting the whole experience. Me being a former junior player just you know, kind of kind of give me a lot of memories. I'm pretty old school. It's not uh, not as raunchy as some of the stuff in Slapshot, but it's got its moments. So if you haven't seen Youngblood, I, I recommend checking it out. That is going to be on the uh, on the to watch list. 1986. Uh, I might throw that trailer just for fun. I might throw that uh, trailer up on on the Facebook and Twitter page. Um, but we're not here to talk about Hollywood's take <laughs> on on uh, hockey. We're here to talk about the Nebraska Hockey Club. Uh, Reed, tell me, you know, a lot of people. Joke, especially when maybe perhaps the Nebraska men's basketball team falters a little bit, and maybe it's time to rethink what uh, winter sport uh, is occupying Pinnacle Bank Arena. Uh, but tell me a little bit about the Nebraska Hockey Club. Uh, it's been around since, I want to say, 05, but you can correct me on that. Well, you're, you're partially correct. The The club was originally started back in the early 70s um, by one of our, actually kind of our, our team GM, Mark Champion. Um, they, they played for several years in the in the 70s. Uh, played a lot out in Omaha. They would travel up to Ames and play Iowa State. Uh, then it went dead for a long time. Um, nobody really kept it going. It was just sort of student run, kind of just for fun back then. Um, it's, it was revamped a little bit in the in the 90s when the Lincoln Stars came came to town here in the USHL. Um, I, I remember being a kid at Stars games, and after the Stars played, it'd be 11 o'clock at night, and you'd see like 10 or 11 random college guys come out, and apparently that was the Nebraska Hockey Club in the 90s. They went away, um, and then we kind of got revamped again uh, in 2005. Um, so you were right with that date. Um, we operated, uh, joined the ACHA, America Collegiate Hockey Association. Back then, we were a Division II program. Um, but we've been around ever since, just slowly pro- progressing up the ranks and um, you know, building, building what we have today and hope to keep expanding. And it's, it's an impressive uh, run that you know this this team is on uh you know 28 games that that you got in you know starting back in september uh 16 up 11 down um but uh you know was we were talking a little bit before the recording started or before you know we we started recording for for the episode uh you know a lot of teams that you see you know it kind of you know back to back days as i'm looking at the schedule here uh, huskerhockey.com is where any you know hockey enthusiast can go to to keep up with uh, the Nebraska Hockey Club but but you know you got some uh, uh back to backs against University of Kansas uh University of Wisconsin Milwaukee we're joking about Missouri State University who you will face uh in a week on March 8th uh in in the uh regional playoffs uh but you know you got uh, university of wisconsin platteville uh you know another one with uh, missouri state um tell me a little bit about the the competition uh as it is i mean university of notre dame's on there but notre dame also has i mean they have an ncaa 
like a full scholarship uh, program as well, don't they? Yeah, they, excuse me. Yeah, they do. Um, and there's quite a few universities that do. Uh, Michigan State comes to mind. Minnesota Golden Gophers come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the Air Force Academy, who is in our, our region, has a, a Division One program. So um, just because a school has a Division One program, it doesn't take away um, the competitiveness and the ability of the club programs. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of really good young hockey players out there, and most of them are not going to end up at the NCAA level. So what the ACHA does is gives an excellent sort of landing ground for kids to be able to come continue their their playing career while getting really good education at the same time um so what back in my day you could play a team that was just as good as you and then the next week you'd have a team with a bunch of just kind of men's pickup league guys the competitiveness of this league has grown tremendously in the last 10 11 12 years um there's not a team in the country that isn't afraid to play another team in the country and i think it's it's just a testament to you know a how many people love the game of hockey and want to keep playing but be more schools are putting investment and time and energy and money into building these programs and it's just great for the sport itself it's great for kids to continue to have an opportunity it's great to get new fans to enjoy the game um a lot of markets that, that have a program aren't necessarily a hockey market so um you know overall the competitiveness just keeps this thing going and moving in the right direction now I- wait, 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 wait a minute where do these guys come from <laughs> All over the place, man. We've got. And I, here, let me explain why I'm asking this question. There's like five hockey rinks probably within five miles of my house. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many, how many hockey rinks are there in Lincoln, Nebraska? We've got two. Two. Okay. And how many do you think across the state? Oh, Four. I could count them on both hands, I bet. Okay. So, I mean, where are these guys actually. If they're getting hockey experience and they're growing up playing hockey, where are they coming from? You know, in our situation in Lincoln at the university, we've got a good chunk of guys from the Lincoln and Omaha areas. Um, Omaha's had hockey for a lot of years. They had a, a pro team back in the in the mid nineteen hundreds, and they've had um, University of Nebraska. Omaha's got an NCAA program. Um, they've got really strong youth programs um, led by former NHL coaches and and things like that so hockey in omaha has been around for for a long long time lincoln um it's been about the last 20 or so years since we got a junior team uh with the creation of that junior team it it brought along um obviously having uh youth hockey in town which is has developed players and got more kids into the game and then even Kearney, nebraska in the middle of the state has the tri-city storm uh, another junior program which also led to more youth hockey opportunities so uh, you know, our team in Lincoln, we've probably got, I'd say our roster's close to 50% native Nebraskans. Um, some have gone away to play other locations as, at a younger age, like junior hockey or prep school or um, different <laughs> different things like that. Um, and then the other half of our roster, it, I mean, we've got guys from everywhere. I've got Minnesota, I've got Illinois, Missouri, we've got Canada, Colorado. Um, it's just, you know, sometimes people just end up in Nebraska for school and wind up getting hockey as a bonus, and it works out for us, but... I mean, hockey's a, a national sport nowadays. I've played all across this country, and I know that there's hockey pretty much everywhere you go now, including Hawaii. So it's it's a growing sport. It, it, people love the game, and it's just you, you never know where you're going to kind of find a diamond in the rough when it comes to a hockey player. As I'm looking at, uh, you know, again, HuskerHockey.com is where I go for all of my Nebraska Hockey Club information. Uh, you scroll down far enough, of course, at, at the top they have – 
your next game, uh, which is, as I mentioned, it's going to be uh, March 8th against Missouri State, the ACHA Regional, where Nebraska is a number three seed. And we'll get to that here in just a minute. But you go, you see the schedule, which, as I mentioned, you know, a few minutes ago, uh, 29, uh, excuse me, 28 games played. But you, you did did take a nice uh, sizable chunk off, you know, December and, and you know, half of January, you know, for, for semester break and things like that. Um, but as I look at the team, they have a picture of, of the team. Just going to, to show the, the, you know, age span of, of some of these uh, young men coming in, I'm just I'm, – I'm not picking on anybody, uh, Reed. So, <laughs> so, so take that. But you have Will, uh, Willem Gad, who looks like a grown-ass man. He is a grown-ass man. <laughs> and, then, and then right next to him you look like uh, you have Evan Johnson. No disrespect to Evan who looks like he's about to enter high school. <laughs> and I'm sure, you know, I, I'm sure Evan's a great kid, terrific hockey player, certainly more so than me. I'm just saying, you know, when, when you're dealing with, you know, a, a college, we see it, you know, in basketball, football, you know, in all of, all the, you know, collegiate athletics at any level, but you've got the people who are, you could tell are upperclassmen, and the guys who just graduated high school. <clears throat> That's a little. It, it made me chuckle as I was uh, scrolling through the roster there. Yeah, and it's you know it's a little deceiving too because a lot of guys will come into college as a 21 year old freshman. I'm I'm, a, I'm an example of that. I, I played junior until I could age out, so I, I played nothing but hockey until I turned 21 essentially. Then I, before I started school, so we've got a couple of those guys that are you know the 21 year old freshman. But then we've got guys that are you know right out of high school and 18. We've even got one guy who spent the first portion of his college life at the university of kansas took several years off now he's in lincoln and he's playing for us he's in his late 20s so it really is uh you never know who you're gonna get but he still has eligibility so you know he's out there grinding with the rest of them i he probably has a, a few more ice bags every night when he gets home from practice but um yeah it's just i'm looking at these pictures now too it's kind of funny to look at the the differences and you know who you got out there it's like the 20 year old on the nhl team and the 40 year old about to retire but (laughs) and and by the way to evan's credit he is the second leading score uh 21 21 goals 24 assists uh 45 points only jordan hank has more than him uh you know in the same amount of games and i want to talk about uh some of these games as i mentioned you know when when you maybe have to you know travel a little bit you want to maximize your opportunities you know why we kind of talked a little bit about you know uh you know making the most of a road trip spending a weekend in lawrence kansas i don't know why anybody would want to do that except to <laughs> uh you know going uh, across to missouri state but but uh you did get to albuquerque uh, and I, this was uh I, I had been following husker hockey uh before that but seeing some of these pictures uh you did the uh the outdoor it was like an outdoor tournament. Uh, the Los Alamos. I, I, I'm not going to get it right because, of course, it's uh, you know shortened on the website. But the nuclear outdoor is that uh, spe- spectacular, spectacular. I think is the okay. word. Yeah, I was like, spectrum's not going to be right. Spectator <laughs> makes no sense. Uh, but you got, got some good uh, uh, competition in there. Uh, you know, Northern Arizona, Dallas Baptist, University of New Mexico went two zero and one. Uh, but just tell me a little bit about that experience of, of you know being able to take the guys and, and play outdoors, especially in New Mexico, where most people think it's probably too warm for outdoor hockey. 
So I hate to derail this. I actually was not able to make that trip due to uh, some work commitments, but I've, I've heard lots of stories. I've seen all the pictures. I mean, it was an absolutely gorgeous setting. The only downfall, I think, was the championship game ended up getting canceled because of snowfall. Um, so, you know, which was good for the safety of the players and getting the bus out of there and everything else. But um, but last year, I actually had the opportunity to coach in an outdoor tournament. We went to Chicago. Uh, and played in the Big Ten Hockey Showcase right outside the Big Ten headquarters in that that shopping area there. They had an outdoor rink set up, um, and that was unbelievable. We stayed right there um, under the lights. You know, there's bars and restaurants overlooking the ice, and it was just it was really fun. Um, you know, it was kind of weird. One of the days, the ice began to melt, so the referee decided, well, let's just put a cone in the corner and play around it and stuff like that. <laughs> so you see some goofy stuff when anytime you're playing outside. But um, so you know, the New Mexico event, I wish I could have been there. Um, the travel schedule is pretty tough this year, so you know, obviously, sometimes the day job has to come first. But you know, last year in Chicago was an amazing experience. Um, we look forward to doing stuff like that in the future too. I know next year um, we've got our schedule pretty much set. But I know Air Force is having a, an outdoor game at their academy uh, some at some point next season. So I'd love to get a club game against the Air Force while that's up. But um, that might be wishful thinking on my part. But um, so yeah, I, I can't tell you what the experience is like at Los Alamos, other than the, the, the boys loved it. Um, it was a long drive, long snow, but, uh, you know, we'll keep looking to do stuff and just getting our name out there, making those long trips. And, uh, you know, there's Husker fans everywhere. I remember signing autographs in a Denver, Colorado bar when I was in school for a bunch of Husker fans that just happened to see us come in for dinner. So we know that Husker Nation's everywhere. So the more we can expose our, our brand as a hockey club, I think it's just going to help us get bigger and bigger. It's, I'm, I'm glad that so, you're – go ahead, John. So Breslow is your home ice. Correct. Yeah, the John Breslow Ice Hockey Center. Okay, and that some guy donated a bunch of money so they could build that thing, and then it took them forever to build it, if I remember that story right. Yep, right? pretty darn close, yeah. yeah. He's a native Nebraska so, committed the money, and the city took, took its time with uh, getting things organized, but uh, it's a beautiful place now. Do you guys get, uh, I mean, is there a lot of fans that show up? I mean, do you get a healthy support at home and... Yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger. Um, it sort of depends on the game and the, and the night. Uh, we've done, um, you know, we do well on Friday nights and then sometimes Saturday, especially if there's some other event. Uh, maybe the football team across the street's got something going on. or You know, it's tough to compete in Lincoln. It's a major sports town, so there's always something happening. But, um, you know, Friday nights when we've had special events, uh, we've done a lot of fundraisers over the years where we'll basically auction off our jerseys and donate to uh, the last couple of years. It's been the... the the uh, Buffett Cancer Center. Uh, we donate every dime from from emissions and donations and the auction to the, the Buffett Cancer Center, and basically handed the jersey off the players' backs to the, to the winning bids after every game. Um, so that's been kind of our our go to fundraiser, and, and but it just brings people in, and you know we're we're trying to do something to better you know better people's lives, and you know getting our name out there is cool. We love having people come, but I think it's it's bigger than that at that point. But yeah, I mean we get any you know anywhere from. A couple hundred to, you know, close to, I've seen probably close to a thousand people in there on on certain games, but um, it's just going to need to be more consistent. We need to brand ourselves consistently. You know, social media has been great. I know, uh, Greg, you've been talking to to Luke Thompson a little bit to coordinate this. He does a great job with our Twitter account, but, uh, you know, we just, we want to see it grow. We want that place packed every night. It gets loud. It's a, it's a beautiful facility. It's a great place to watch hockey. Um, So I I think it's just going to continue to get bigger. So I can't walk into Nebraska bookstore and buy a hockey jersey. 
No, I, I don't think so. I, I, haven't, I, I haven't been into the bookstore in probably 10 years either. But I couldn't go to Walmart and buy one. I couldn't go anywhere and buy one, right? right. So we're what the hell's up with that? I, I've been told we're working on that. I, you know, I'm not, the, I'm not the marketing guy, you know, but uh, I actually did ask Luke. So the cool thing about the club, too, is all of this is student-run. I mean, we, us oh, as coaches, okay. we're responsible for, you know, X's and O's, and, you know, we oversee everything. But the guys really do a nice job of just maintaining their own operation. Uh, you know, they they handle everything from ordering the, the merchandise and, you know, doing all the social media. Um, you know, they, they represent us to the university when they have budget meetings with the rec department. They, they're doing, you know, they're doing the job of, like, the GM, you know, uh, the head coach. I I thought you were going to say there was like some NCAA restriction or university restriction. <laughs> no, and now not. I can't rant against the man. No, you are not well, helping. <laughs> Sorry, John. No, there's not. What the hell? You know, I think those those pretty flashy Adidas jerseys that they've got us in this year, those are going to be more tough to come by. But I think we're working on a, an option, you know, kind of a different solution for that. Because there's other schools that they'll they'll sell their replica jerseys online and stuff. So we need to get that up and running, and it's something we're working on. But things have just been happening so quickly. You know, we we can think of one thing at a time. We need we need like a project manager who's telling us, hey, you got to be doing this, 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 and this, and. Like well, we we barely had practice this week, so um, it, it'll come, John. And when it does, we'll make sure we get you on. But um, for now, we'll we'll just have to uh, keep keep hearing complaints about it until we can get it done. I suppose but. this is well. This is you timely. know what? We'll get the word out. This is timely because as I was uh, texting Reed yesterday to, to you know verify everything, set set up you know the time and everything else. I asked about you know acquiring one of those sweet. Husker hockey sweaters, and, and he says, Man, you're going to have to talk to Luke about that. So <laughs> what I did earlier today was I said, also, and Coach, I, I, I kind of threw you under the bus. I said, Coach Fuller said you're the one to talk about those sweet Husker sweaters, and he laughs. Luke does He says, we're looking into ways to make it happen. This is, you know, again, from Luke, who, by the way, not only, you know, runs the social media aspect of it, but, you know, is also on the team. He's, he's a goalie, uh, you know, things like that. He says, we're looking into ways to make it happen. However, going through Adidas is too costly at this time. Our jerseys have a retail cost of around $300 each, so that's a bit pricey <clears throat> oh for my most God. people. Hopefully we can get some replicas done in time for next season. And I told him, I said, I've paid more for clothes that I couldn't wear. <laughs> and and the reason is that because I know Luke will will probably go back and listen to this. I didn't go into detail. He laughs, um, <clears throat> but I have an autographed Jack Lambert jersey. Uh, you know the the Hall of Fame linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. probably my favorite. You know, defensive certainly defensive player uh, of, of all time. It's autographed and it's it was easily three hundred dollars. So I'm just saying, you know. Christmas birthday, I'd combine it. You know, I'd, I'd make it happen for. Uh, and those are, you know, Reed, as you said, man. And I, I shared the picture on social media as a way to, uh, you know, get the word out that hey, this was this is what we're talking about on the Five Heart Podcast. Uh, it is it is stylish. I like the the hockey sticks that kind of outline the state of Nebraska. It's it's a it's a good looking jersey. Um, but Reed, going back to what you said about how you know so much. Of, I mean, this is a club sport. This is there's no scholarships I, I know you know the the university helps you know work with some ice time and things like that but but so much of this is out of pocket and and the reason that i i bring that up is when we uh, you know years ago when we started the five heart podcast we did it based on 
you know, largely, you know, the, the Nebraska walk-on, you know, football walk-on, who, who's not, you know, a five-star, you know, player, but he's going to be the, the kid. He's going to be the, uh, uh, the Andy Janovich who's going to grind out, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and want to be there, want to prove himself uh, and, and earn that time. It seems to me, in, in talk with you and learning about uh, the, the hockey club, that all these guys are five-heart. And, and so that's why I, I wanted to, you know, shine a spotlight on them, uh, you know, and bring a little bit more attention. I know that as, as they share this link, you know, on social media when it drops and, and people listen to it, a lot of them are probably going to be people who are already fans of the Nebraska Hockey Club. But hopefully, you know, there are other, uh, you know, subscribers to the podcast, which is available on almost all, you know, major podcast platforms uh, that will say, oh, man, I didn't even realize that Nebraska had a hockey club. And, and you know, go out and, and support uh, these young men who are uh, uh, wearing that end, wearing that sweater for, uh, for you know, the school. Uh, and like you said, just, just for the, the, the fun of, you know, playing, you know, continuing to play hockey and, and, you know, doing it, you know, before they, you know, maybe go join a, a men's league somewhere, you know, just, you know, recreationally. Uh, but this is a team that has had some success. However... You've got to promise me no more losses to Creighton. That is the worst loss, in in my opinion, we ever can take. And Creighton's got a heck of a team this year. They've they've come a long ways from from back when I was playing them. But you know, I feel you. Just like the basketball pains of many years <laughs> past, uh, you know, finally finally got over that hurdle. I, I think when Creighton got us in overtime, uh, it was kind of a, a nice get over the hurdle for them. But I don't think we're going to let that happen again anytime soon. But it's it stings for us as coaches too. It, you know, you treat every other game just like it's a, a normal game, but there's certain games you get up for, and uh, Creighton's definitely one of them. So, as we explain to me the uh, the the postseason process, because you've already had no wait wait wait, oh, wait sorry, sorry sorry I got a question for you. Okay, how do you make the team? Well, you show up first. <laughs> it, you know, it's tough, John. I mean, some years we've got. 30 guys that, that show up in August and, and start practicing with us. And other years, I think last year, when we finished the season at the national tournaments, we're one of the final 16 teams in the country out of, you know, 500-some ACHA teams across wow. all levels. And we, we had 15 or 16 guys by the time that was done, and that's due to injuries and, and guys, you know, not sticking it out. It, it's just kind of hit and miss, and it goes back to, you know, the, the not being a scholarship sport, not, not being able to offer any assistance. These guys are paying their own way, and sometimes it just, you know, by the end of the season, it's a grind, and you have to make sacrifices, whether it's with education or, or a job or whatever it is, but um, but in the years when we've got a lot of numbers, we've had ideas of fielding two teams, you know, having like a, a JV squad that would play kind of a split schedule, you know, a little less commitment, um, a few fewer games, obviously probably wouldn't be eligible for postseason play, um, but then for the most part, you know, we've, we will have guys come out in August, um, Larry and I and, and Tim Miller, our goaltending coach, we will evaluate and we will, um, you know, let guys know kind of where we see them fitting in and, you know, tell them about the program, especially if they're new guys and, and what we're all about. Um, most of them stay once in a while, but, you know, someone will decide maybe it's not for me. Um, so it just depends on the year. It depends on, on the group we have, if they stick together, um, you know, we, we try to go out and recruit as best as we can, but there's not really a budget for that. So it's tough. So a lot of times it's just the luck of the draw. Who's showing up to Lincoln for school in the fall and who's played hockey before? Um, you know, we've never officially cut anybody. Um, you know, we'll, we'll give people an opportunity if, if it's a safety concern, if someone really can't skate and they're going to get hurt out there, 
we're going to have that tough conversation to say, you know, maybe it's not for you. But um, we can only dress 20 or so guys for every game. So even if we had 30 guys and five of them couldn't skate, you know, most likely they're going to be just those practice type players. But, um, yeah, essentially you show up and commit and, and, and you're on the team if, if it's a good fit for you. So, you know, it's, it's a player's organization. We're not here to... Um, to turn anybody away, we we love the game of hockey. You know, down the road as we continue to improve and, and get more guys interested, it probably will be a selection process. You know, if we feel two teams for sure, you know, we'll have the kind of the division one team and then the division two team, whatever rankings uh, we we sort of fall into. But um, you know, right now we're just happy with kind of the numbers we've had and the growth is is, is coming. And um, you know, hopefully someday it's a, a good problem to have. But for now. Uh, we got a great group of guys year over year, and uh, it's made my job and, and Larry's job and Tim's job uh, pretty easy to work with them. So, do you have a team mascot? Um, we used to have a, a, a guy, a little kid, run out on the ice with his skates and, and wave a Husker hockey flag around. But he <laughs> he grew up into a high school kid now, so I don't think he wants to do that anymore. But no, we, we so, don't have. So a, what you're saying? What you're saying? We is if the guy that ran a Nebraska website moved back to Lincoln and he drinks a lot of Guinness, he could just show up and Absolutely. take over that spot. There's a nice Irish pub a couple blocks from the brink, too, so I think you might have a home. <laughs> or whoever that guy is. And, and whoever that guy yeah. Theoretically, would, would that guy be able to get himself a sweet hockey sweater for, for his troubles? Well, I think that would absolutely be part of the deal. I mean, what, what are you going to run around and, and yeah, dress as the mascot wearing, you know? <laughs> it, it, here's the thing. When you're dealing with John Dam Johnston, you never can be sure. <laughs> well, we, it would be a good problem for us to have if you showed up. But, uh, yeah, no. I, you know, maybe that's well, you know I, I, I'd rather be homeless in Lincoln than a homeless a lot of other places. Oh, I don't know. It's pretty cold and snowy here. You might not notice the difference, but... <laughs> So, uh, Reed, tell me, take us back a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the uh, the tournament, the I guess it was the conference tournament uh, in the middle of February. Yeah, uh, and it was Nebraska went three and zero, beating Northwestern, uh, and then a couple of schools from up north: uh, Wisconsin, Platteville, Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Uh, we'll hear from at least one of them here in just a minute. Uh, but going three and zero, winning it all, and uh, what what I like about it, and, and kudos to Luke. I'm I don't usually offer uh you know social media shout outs uh but when it was announced uh last week that nebraska was the three seed uh it was should i say disappointing is that is that fair i think i think it's safe for me to use that word i think some other members of the organization would probably use a stronger word but (laughs) yeah it was definitely disappointing but you know, it's out of our control, so it is what it is. I want to I, I want to credit Luke because this was a perfectly worded uh, tweet. Uh, he said, "Despite going seven two and one in our last ten games, winning a conference title, beating six teams currently in the top ten, we can't jump ahead of a team in the standings that has any you know, like paused for dramatic effect. Beat one team currently in the top ten and has no conference title. So I, I think I think Luke was frustrated." 
Yeah, and the thing that goes with that, if we, if we jump that one team, we're automatically the Nationals. We're not even playing next week, and it's something we've never done. So you know, we were expecting to be playing, and that, that's kind of what playoff hockey is all about. But you know, he, Luke's a very smart kid, and, and he he puts thought into this, and um, it's it's funny, and you never know what he's gonna say. Uh, sometimes you're worried that line might get crossed, um, <laughs> but he he usually reels it in pretty good, and it gets some some entertaining. Uh, my my favorites after a game to kind of catch up if he wasn't playing just to see the back and forth as, as he live tweets game action and it's uh, it's definitely a, a talent that he has that, that some don't many don't so <laughs> when when you go uh, you went in as, as we mentioned kind of uh, buried the lead uh, you won the conference tournament uh, is that the West Conference uh, for the uh, NCHA or so this is we're, we're in the the MACA the mid american collegiate hockey association mm-hmm. um it's basically two divisions in our uh, in our level um there's a, a level that's the d2 teams that are the gold division we're the silver division and then there's a, a third tier bronze division uh by far the silver division has the most teams so we actually have two um conferences i guess you'd say we have a west and a north or a west and a east. I don't. I don't know how it's broken out. We're in the west where we play certain teams, but uh, you accumulate points throughout the year, and then the, the top eight teams make the uh, the conference tournament. So um, we were fortunate enough to get in. I think we were. I don't know if we were the two or the three seed. We weren't the one seed. Uh, a couple teams beat us with the tiebreaker. So um, you know we had a tough road in the tournament, but the guys showed up and is you know back to back champs. It's pretty. Pretty sweet feeling to start bringing home hardware from from these long long trips. So, so as we, I, I, I'll be honest with you, this is confusing. Well, you know yeah, what I so, mean? Stop. Well, you're so, not Division Two. You can't offer scholarships. Obviously, you're not Division Three either. So you're not NCAA sanctioned, quote unquote. I'm doing the the little bird fingers. <laughs> you know, not bird fingers. What am I saying? <laughs> air you know quotes. the quotes in the air, air quotes. There you go. Jeez, You're not at Division Three either. Bird fingers. Oh shit! <laughs> I only know what about. Do you want? I only know about one <laughs> bird finger, and and it's inappropriate for this moment, sir. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're not Division Three. Right? Yeah, it's it's just no, we're not. We're, it's it's sanctioned through the ACHA. There's a lot of a lot of acronyms, and you don't need to memorize them. There's not a test, but uh, essentially, the ACHA is our governing body, like the NCAA is for for varsity sports. Um, and there's 500 teams. Yeah, across Division One men's, Division Two men's, Division Three men's, Division One women, and Division Two women. So there is a ton of teams. Um, wow. Yeah, org is their website. Uh, so you can find stats and on every team there from every division. Uh, just taking a quick glance there, you'll you'll just even in our division, we're division three, and it doesn't sound great, but it's so competitive. It, it's almost more of like you, you choose your division based on your where you're located, uh, as opposed to you know how good you think you need to be. Um, so it, it's definitely just as competitive as any other divisions. Um, it's just kind of how it's it's segmented out, but um, so we do have a governing body. There's you know there's rules and regulations. There's obviously postseason play. Um, so the ACHA governs that all. Our, our conference we play in it's similar to the Huskers being the Big Ten. You know you start with the goal you want to win a Big Ten championship in football. Then you go into your bowl game, or if you're lucky enough to get to the BCA or the playoff system, uh, you, you go there. So it's kind of how we look at things. We've got our conference tournament. 
then we got our our national tournament, which starts next week with the regionals. So it's kind of conference, and then beyond that is is the national scene. So uh, same sort of structure, just these guys aren't getting any money to do it. They're they're paying money to do it. So and that's wow, you know, for for the love of the game, um, absolutely, and, and just to you know just just get out there and, uh, and and have a little bit of fun, you know, get get a little ice time, uh, you know, bang around and and. Uh, go home sore afterwards that's it, it, it's quite something to pay for that privilege right <laughs> absolutely these guys are nuts but <laughs> so keeps me busy and i love it so so as we mentioned uh regional tournament begins march 8th uh you have an eight o'clock uh, uh puck drop against missouri state uh, at the all seasons center now where where is that going? actually you know what I, I've, I've got this pulled up it's going to take place at sioux center iowa um, lovely sioux center well, that's Iowa, so it's <laughs> lovely for Iowa, maybe. Um, uh, other teams that are in this uh, Pacific Regional, we mentioned, of course, uh, number three, ne- Nebraska, versus uh, number 10 seed, Missouri State. Uh, on that side of the bracket is number four, uh, or four seed, Wisconsin-Milwaukee against uh, McKendry from uh, my stopping grounds uh, in southern Illinois. They're in Lebanon, uh, and I'm from just down the road from there. Uh, then on the other side, you have fifth seed Creighton versus uh, eighth seed Colorado Mesa and sixth seed Arkansas against seventh seed Wisconsin uh, Platteville. Uh, so again, a lot of teams that that you have seen uh, in you know in the regular season or up to this point. Uh, and as you mentioned, you've got uh, I think this was before we you know we technically started uh, kind of a friendly rivalry going with uh, with the Bears of Missouri State. Um, but you have had success against them, uh, you know, this season. So, uh, obviously, you know, as you go forward, they, the old adage, and I'm sure it, it carries over to, you know, most sports, but, you know, it's tough to beat a team, you know, the same team twice in a season, let alone three or four times. Um, what What's the strategy? Well, they might be listening because they know our Twitter exists. Um, <laughs> what What is the uh, wink-wink strategy that the Huskers plan on implementing wink wink against missouri state well i think uh the, the biggest thing is to, to start start early um sometimes we'll come out a little bit flat uh, especially with travel involved um and it's going to be a battle i mean we've played these guys three times already uh we know them very well uh i'm, I'm very good friends with, with their head coach cody blevins uh, we've coached university all-star teams together uh, in philadelphia last summer with larry coach our our larry taylor our head coach uh, coach some of his players so we know we're, we know what to expect um, they're going to be ready to go against us they get they get pumped to play us every time just like we play them um, they're well coached they're they've got excellent goaltending they're, they're very balanced in their scoring so we just have to be consistent with our play from top to bottom and, and not let them get out to a fast start um, we've been playing really good down the stretch obviously getting through the conference tournament successfully um, you know our record in the last 10 being, being what it is uh, 7-1 and 2 I think um, you know, we've been, been playing really good. So I think we're peaking at the right moment. We've had ups and downs this year, so we just need to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, we have had a couple of really good nights of practice this week. We'll, we'll get out of it again next week and, and try to maybe put a little bit more of a specific game plan in. Uh, but right now we're just getting our feet moving and, and, you know, working just as we normally would for any other game. Uh, the playoffs, it just amplifies so much, you know. You win, you go on, you lose, you go home. And uh, it's not uh, it's not the fairest way sometimes. Sometimes the best team doesn't always win. But, hey, it's playoff hockey, and, that, and that's why people love it. And it's, it's going to be exciting. I look forward to playing those guys. Um, you know, I, I'll say this again, sort of the ranking stuff. I don't know that it's fair that we – 
that they have to play us the first game. We have to play them. They're a really good team. Uh, could have shaked out a little differently in the rankings if, if you know, the powers would be. Um, I, I'm not sure how their their algorithms work to come up with it, but you know, that's what we're faced with, and I can't wait to go battle with them next week in in uh, Sioux Center. You mentioned is, is there any is there any fighting? Well, you know, these I mean, are college you have kids. To, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, is it legal? It's it, it just like any, you know, in any hockey game, if you fight, you're going to get a penalty. The, the penalty or the the severity of the penalty is more so than it would be if you're in an NHL game. Um, but if you were to go up to well, the NHL, still, I mean, you're not suspended in the NHL. Right? You're, yeah, you, it's you almost like yeah, it's got to be part of the fans. The fans go insane. I personally don't care for it, but mm-hmm. you know. I wanted to know from the guy who loves slap shot. No, yes, <laughs> but, uh, no, that's so, fair. Yeah, you know, you know, it is part of the game at certain times, but in college, it's really not. And that's what the beautiful thing about the college game is: you know, the skills what defines the game, and it, it's not you know who's the biggest and baddest, or the toughest. You can be five foot seven to be a hell of a college hockey player. Um, so it's you know it can happen. Things get crazy sometimes. Like I said, these are college kids; they're jacked up on all kinds of adrenaline, and they you know they're. <laughs> They're going to war, you know. I, I might be friends with Missouri State's coach, but very few of the players are going to get along. And you know, from now until we play them next Friday, Cody and I aren't, aren't doing much talking. Um, but we, you rarely see any any major fights. And, and if they if it does happen, then there's consequences to it. So obviously, you're going to be thrown out of the game. There's going to be suspensions involved, and uh, you know, it, it can go up from there. So you don't see it too often, but once in a while, you know, something crazy is going to happen and, you know, it'll be someone's first hockey game and they're going to want to come back and then it's never going to happen again and they'll be disappointed. But, uh, you know, it, it's hockey and it's a, it's a physical sport with a lot of, a lot of temper and a lot yeah, of adrenaline I, and a lot I, of speed. So I, I never understood how a guy could skate around the ice with another guy hooking him with his stick on the arm. You know what I mean? It's like something, somebody constantly nagging at you. And then you not turning around and killing him with a stick, for God's sake. <laughs> well, sometimes you, you have to. You know what I mean? Bit, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, pick and choose your battle, I guess, you know, or if the guy's bigger than you, you know. I, I learned my lesson the hard way when I was playing out on the West Coast and in junior. I got, I got pummeled every night out, but I was I was on a really bad team a couple of years, and I had to defend some of the younger guys, and, it, you know, I've had too many fists to the face in my life. And I'm glad hockey has kind of, you know, gotten rid of some of the fighting and some of the... The physicality that does not need to be part of the game. It's still a physical game, but it doesn't need to be, you know, with the purpose of trying to get somebody hurt. You know, it, it, doesn't it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be thuggish. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. the game is a beautiful game when it's played the right way. So it's you know rarely in college will you see a fight. You'll see some you know pushing and shoving and stuff after the whistle. Guys, guys sure love to talk shit. But you know it's if you saw them in the parking lot afterwards, neither one of them are going to fight each other. So it's it's sometimes it's funny. It's laughable as a coach to sit back and watch guys yell at each other with a cage in their face, and neither one of them is going to do anything about it. But you know it keeps me keeps me laughing at times. So. Coach, okay, uh, Greg, you, Greg, you can ask your serious questions for a little <laughs> bit now. No, no, I, I don't really have uh, any serious questions left. I did open it up uh, both on Facebook and Twitter uh, to, you know, I, I said, hey, we're going to be talking some Husker hockey. If you have a question uh, for, for our coach, uh, then, you know, fire him, you know, this way. And I only had one question through Twitter. And it comes, you know, look, you can be as anonymous as you want on Twitter. However, this person is not anonymous. Uh, 
Chris is, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, it's only four letters, but, you know, I've got a tough I one. Know, I know exactly who it is without even looking. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and all, that guy! All I know is that he says Mo State, which of course is Missouri State, uh, but he's from Pittsburgh and he's wearing a Steelers jersey, so I can't hate him too much. Um, he asks, and by the way, this question got three likes. Uh, one from a Wisconsin Platteville player, and another from uh, another Missouri State uh, I'm, I'm a player. I'm, I'm assuming Chris is a player. And he says, what kind of six-pack do you want for the golf course next Saturday? Hashtag bear up. Um, it, meaning that he thinks that Missouri State will dispatch our beloved Husker Hockey Club uh, and and send them to an early offseason. I, however, disagree. Reed, what do you say? Well, the young man who, who asked that question, he's a good kid. I actually had the privilege of, of coaching him uh, in, in Philadelphia last summer as part of our all-star team. That being said, I think he's probably being dead serious on that comment. <laughs> I know they're going to they're be ready to play. Uh, our guys are going to be ready to play, too. And, you know, I think the best team is going to come out on top. Um, you know, I, I hope it's a good game. Uh it's too damn cold around here for any of us to be playing golf. Uh, so I, I don't know that I need to answer the question, uh, whether it's for him or for me. But, um, you know, it, it's uh, it's good stuff. It's fun to see that stuff back and forth. It's funny that it's a Platteville player liking it. Uh, some of those Platteville guys were, were on that group of guys that, that we coached in Philadelphia. So, you know, yeah, we're going to hate each other over the next week. But some of these guys have got to know each other during the courses of their career. It's it's kind of cool to see the different relationships that come out of it. And, um, you know, it, it's competition. It's, you know, it's that whiteboard material you, you put up. But, um, you know, when it comes to, to puck drop at 8 o'clock next Friday night, I know both teams are going to be ready to go, and it's going to be a battle for sure. So may the best team win, but hopefully it's uh, the, the Huskers from Lincoln here. So, Coach, uh, Coach, is there a way that, you know, people can – follow along i know you said luke if he's not you know dressing he's live tweeting but uh also it seems like on the twitter feed on occasion or, or maybe it was on facebook uh but uh maybe there's a live stream for uh youtube or something like that is, is there just a way that that fans uh you know who want to follow this team throughout the, the remainder of the postseason can can follow along and maybe maybe watch a game or catch an online stream or something yeah, for sure should be. Uh, I know so Dort College uh, is the, the school in Sioux Center, Iowa, that's hosting this. They're not in the regional, but we're using their facility. Uh, they do have streaming technology in their arena, so they stream all their home games when we played there. So um, I, I don't know 100%, but you know when we hosted regionals in Lincoln um, recently, we've had a live stream. So my guess is they will have it. For sure, the Nationals have it. The Nationals is a full-on production um, with commentators, you know, between period interviews with coaches and players, uh, it's professionally done. And it's really cool. Um, but we'll make sure once we, as soon as we have the information on a live stream for next weekend, uh, Luke's super good about getting that up on Twitter. We'll, we'll send a note to you. If you want to share it for us, that'd be awesome. You know, the more people yeah. watch, the better. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll have that information. I just don't know if we'll, we'll have it available yet. So. Well, that's all right. We, we, that's the benefit and uh, why I wanted to make sure that we had this conversation. If we dropped this conversation on on March eighth, then I think we'd be, you know, throwing it last minute to a lot of people. But hopefully now, you know, they got a, a week to maybe familiarize themselves with the the Nebraska uh, men's hockey club and and get ready for next Friday night, March eighth, when the Huskers take on the Bears from Missouri State. Uh, and, and the good people, except we don't like them this week. Yada yada. You know that old rigmarole. Uh, so, Coach. I Here's the thing. I know you, you've, you're pressed for time. Uh, you mentioned you know, a good week of practice this week and, and 
certainly, you know, in, in the, the following week ahead of that uh, regional game. Uh, but practices like 8.30, 8.45 at night, uh, you know, so uh, how does that affect, you know, the guys who, you know, classes, jobs, things like that? I mean, uh, you know, that's got to – obviously when we get to this point, hopefully, you know, at least their employers would be a little understanding. I don't know if professors would be, but, uh, you know, how does that – how does that work when, when, you know, you're getting to practice when, like, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm not nearly as old as John, but I feel old quite a bit, and 8.30, is about my bedtime these days. So, uh, you, you know, how, just how, how does that work you know, from, the, from the mind frame? It's easier on them than it is on me, that's for sure. <laughs> but, you know, it, the time actually works well. Uh, you know, the rink is right down near campus. Most of the guys live in the area. Um, we've had some pretty – shitty time slots in the past before we had Breslow to rely on. Um, so it, it seems to work for guys that, you know, have night classes, have, have jobs, part-time jobs, full-time jobs, whatever it is. Um, so it's just kind of where we've fallen into. We could probably look at making changes, but it's just being consistent. We have more practices per week than most club teams in the country. We get, we're on the ice three nights a week. So like I said, it's, it wears on me a hell of a lot more than it does on these guys. Um, when I get home, usually my, my wife and kid are in bed already, so I, I can then unwind and watch Sports Center and kind of get ready for the day all over again the next day. But um, it's not bad. We used to practice out of the ice box uh, where the Lincoln Stars, the junior team, plays. And when I was in school, we played, we practiced like 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. So um, it's not as bad as it could be. Um, sure it'd be great to get off work at five go to practice at six and be home but for dinner at seven um but you know in the best interest of the kids i think the time slot works and you know just a couple of grumpy coaches who wake up tired and sore in the morning but uh we'll, we'll live so john you know you know what I, I i can tell you what six pack of beer you bring to a guy that doesn't specify six pack of beer when you lose with Paps. PBR. yes yeah you know why that is you ever seen anybody happy drinking that shit? <laughs> you know, I, I was sitting at a at a Buffalo Wild Wings yeah, you know, and I ordered you know. it on purpose just to see. And you know what? I was like, hmm, okay, now I can say I've had a PBR. Moving on. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. I, you know, the, in- the first the first swig of that shit is the bitterness and the anger of all those guys in the seventies <laughs> losing their union jobs, huh? Huh? So when you're young and you taste that stuff, you're like, why do I feel like this? And then the second one is you being punched in the face, you know. Uh, it's you funny. Through- I, I remember in college, I, I, I worked at a bar in downtown Lincoln. And, I mean, it's kind of like the, the downtown scene and every, it's all college kids. And kids would come in and order PBR tall boys. Like, why? They, this bar has everything. And then it's like, well, I only have a dollar. Well, okay, that explains it. But so I think it's kind of a correlation on you know what you're willing to spend. But yeah, I the I never thought of it about that you know that way. But I haven't seen too many happy folks sitting on the on the side of the street with their their need food sign drinking a PBR that look happy. So um, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. So I'll I'll get uh, if, if that's what that player wants, I'll be sure to get him some PBR. But there I, I you would, go. I would set my game up if he wanted something a little bit nicer. So. Reed, I, I, I can't thank you enough for spending some time. Uh, it feels like uh, a very quick hour or so has, has gone by. Uh, I know you've got practice tonight, so definitely want to let you go and, and concentrate on that because you've got some more hardware to bring back to Lincoln. Looking forward to following uh, the Husker uh, hockey team through the rest of these playoffs and beyond because, uh, you know, as I mentioned at the outset, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a hockey fan at the novice level, uh, you know, 
when Lord Stanley Cup playoffs start to uh, begin, that's when I really start to take more interest. But, uh, you know, 2019 and 2020 is when I, you know, I'm all in on Husker hockey from the beginning. I got on the, the train a little bit late this year, and I apologize to all of our listeners for that. Uh, but but I'm excited to share results, share information, as much as I can help get the word out uh, for the Husker Hockey Club uh, in any way that I can. Thank you for your time. Thanks to Luke for help helping us uh, uh, set this up. I, I told him I'd give him a shout-out as well. Uh, just, you know, good luck Good luck next week against Missouri State to uh, beat the Bears and, and uh, keep going. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Had a blast. Uh, I'm welcome to come back anytime you'll have me, or any of us would, I'm sure. But uh, appreciate. Can't count on what you're saying there, buddy. Hey, man, I had a lot of fun. Maybe it gets worse, but <laughs> hey, hey, no, appreciate the support. We'll keep you guys posted and go big red, right? Yeah, yeah, John. Thank you, John. I have his. I have his cell phone number. So I'm oh, not God. in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you poor bastard. I'll, I'll use it responsibly. I hadn't even saved the contact yet, but I, I'm going to now. Uh, but I, I'll use it responsibly. And, John, more good news, because guess who's coming back to the show next week? John? Uh, hmm. I don't know. Who's the third member of the tripod? It slips my mind. Who, who else drinks Coors Banquet? Reed, this is taking way too long. Haas. Haas is coming back next week. Oh, that guy. (laughs) You mean that guy that writes our X's and O's stuff when he bothers to do anything? That guy? Haas, don't listen to him. We know you're very busy with work and school. And student teaching. Reed, you still with us, Reed? Yeah, I'm here, John. Do you ever ever drink Coors Banquet, for God's sakes? Absolutely not. I mean, what kind of, what kind of, if you partake in adult beverage, what is your choice? Well, in Lincoln, it's, you know, kind of a bush light town, but I, you know, I, whatever. I, I'll drink anything if it's put in front of me, but usually in my fridge, it's a bush light or a Bud Light. Keep it simple. But. I like the put anything in front of me kind of attitude. There you go. <laughs> now, You're welcome yeah. back anytime. John, yeah, I appreciate John, that. <laughs> John, don't forget uh, to commemorate Haas's return next week. We are drinking Coors Banquet on the show. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to go yeah, and get my one tall boy so that I can say I've had one. I'm not going to buy six because they'll just go to waste. I don't drink that crap. But to to <laughs> to celebrate Haas's return, you're damn right. We're going to drink some Coors Banquet next week on the Five Heart Podcast. And, and Coach, you, you mentioned it. Uh, you, you said Go Big Red just a few minutes ago. We always end the show a certain way. I, I'm going to say what I always say, and then John will say Go Big Red. If you don't mind, and especially – since the occasion is a week away, would you uh, finish us out by saying win the damn game? Absolutely. All right. So that is it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. If you hear crunching in the microphone, my son is sitting in my lap now eating like a, a – essentially it's a Funyun, uh, and that's fa- fine. I mean, who, who doesn't love Funyuns at 8 o'clock? Uh, but, you know, what? we're going big in our house. Uh, so for – uh, myself, Greg Mahachko, for John Dam Johnston, for our very special guest representing the Nebraska Men's Hockey Club, Coach Reed Fuller. We remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Oh, big red. Win the damn game. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.